0: It's
1: beginning to look a lot like Christmas everywhere okay now I got I gotta say that it's looking like Christmas and in temperature in every other way it's not okay I'm just being at least it's not looking like a, a Yankee Christmas to put it that way I grew up with Yankee Christmases when it it was really cold, yeah. <laughs> and there was snow on the ground and all of that, but bottom line, hey, have you gotten your tickets yet for White Christmas? That's going to be uh, December uh, 14th. That's uh, next Tuesday, and uh, it's a week away. Tickets have been going well. It's only 5 bucks to get in and uh, over at the Riverdale 10. You can go on Riverdale10.com and buy your tickets now for $5. You'll see that on the big screen, and if you've never seen – white christmas on the big screen you've only seen it on tv you haven't really seen white christmas uh some of the scenes in that movie are phenomenal because of the technicolor that they used back in the day the real saturated colors and stuff and the ending of it where they have the big the big uh, christmas gala for the the colonel and he shows up yeah for the big event and uh uh was it rosemary clooney and all of them are wearing those those dresses with capes with those red capes oh those (laughs) gorgeous christmas outfits yeah they're fantastic with i i'm sure it wasn't full fall of uh full fur it was real fur that they had all around around them it's fantastic now if you remember pita you you won't you (laughs) you, you won't like that but it's it's an incredible ending uh to this show of course uh this was uh a remake of holiday inn which, which was done in black and white and then they came back and they decided when color film was so uh, prevalent that they'd go ahead and do it come back and do it in in color and it was uh Bing crosby and danny Kay. and they, danny Kay is such a great actor in that movie
2: are they only shown it one night
1: it's one night one shot oh only man. seven o'clock next tuesday come to the movie five bucks. yeah five bucks you can't beat. you can't beat it it's a great deal and then let me remind you you can go ahead and buy your tickets now for january uh, the classic movie is always on the second tuesday of the uh the year of uh, the month pardon me of the month and uh in january uh, i'll be showing another one of my uh, first amendment movies and we will once again uh, show the Civil War Saga. Okay. It's going going to going to be on the big screen again. So, uh, cool. We're going to be doing that. Help me out here Elizabeth, what's the big Civil War Saga?
3: It it's not that comedy with that scene around the fire. No, no,
1: no. Not that one. No, <laughs> no. that that's Blazing Saddles. <laughs> that that is yeah, a Yeah, it's
3: not that. I
1: do that that's one. Your
3: other favorite first amendment movie. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, it's a it's a movie made back what 1939. Uh, with Clark Gable I'm as blank as a Frankly <laughs> frankly I don't I don't give I don't a give damn a hoot. <laughs> Yeah I don't give a damn
3: Oh are we going to do Gone with the Wind Yeah
1: Gone with the Wind oh. I do that every January Wonderful. we show that every January Wonderful I do it Very just
3: politically incorrect That's
1: why I do it uh, that's my it's my way of poking them in the eye. That's right. and All right.
4: give them a history lesson
1: because it was like, well. It was, uh, it's not really history. I mean, you know, you look at that. Well, it's historical. You know, yeah, it's historical. I would agree with that. When when we had Jan, was it Jan Becker? Is that right? Is that her name? Pat, Pat Becker. Pat Becker. Yeah. Pat when we Becker. when I asked her, uh, of course, if she'd been over to the old mill because that's in the beginning right. scenes of Gone with the Wind, yeah. and she said yes. You know. Oh yeah. It kind of
3: it's an icon from that movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it
1: really is and people go go over there and wedding pictures and the whole 9 yards. Yeah. I hope Pat's coming to see it. She
2: Okay, um her husband actually um asked me Thursday about the movies that were coming out, the White Christmas. He was wanting to know when. Oh, so I was going to I was going to text you next ask, ask you. Well, I, I hope she will come. On. I hope
1: both of them yeah. come. Yeah. I I so definitely I want to get hope a group she group comes. Of I hope she comes to uh gone with the wind, and in February, I always my February movie is for Valentine's Day. Uh-huh. So you always show this great love movie. Sometimes I, you know, I I, I show Ryan O'Neill, and and uh, you know, you never having to say you're sorry, but uh, but uh not the, this year. Not this year. It was going to be the typical movie, Humphrey okay. Bogart, and. And Ingrid Bergman and uh, Casablanca. Yeah. Okay. Casablanca, which okay. is always
3: yeah, Casablanca on the big screen. Yeah, oh always
1: God. has always been voted on as the best movie script ever written. Mm-hmm. Okay, and yeah. I mean, it's really, really yep. that that script sings. You know, That's what I like to say. That, it sings. That told me that uh,
4: that she says this is the perfect place Arkansas is to make movies. Oh yeah. She says it's It says it is. It is the perfect place. Yeah,
1: if you want to get up in in the hills, you can do that. You go uh, what, twenty miles either way, and you can be in flatlands. Again. You, can be in the, you can be in the delta. Yeah, you can be in the mountains, Ozarks. And, and people <laughs> use it a lot more yeah. now. They they filmed several movies yeah. lately, Mud, and some other ones that oh, have yeah. been really good.
2: I'll text her here in a little bit and
1: get okay. her the news all right enough <laughs> enough on movies I was say
3: it's always nice to have a visitor she came in and she was so gracious and talking about how beautiful our home state is and i think some of us who live here do
2: forget that absolutely
1: yeah i'm well they call it the natural state for a reason yeah you know that's why it's called that because it's right. beautiful out there i'll my thing is i love the people of Arkansas. I, I really, really, and really Brad said do. the same thing. You she know? says the
4: people here are just fantastic. Yeah,
1: I grew, I grew up up north, and people up in the Midwest are are fairly nice folks. I mean, they'll talk to you. They, you know, it's not like being out east. You go out east, and the people get rude. They really, really do. But uh, you know, I like it down here. And I was raised southern. What could I tell you? Yeah, my daddy was from West Virginia. My mother was from Kentucky. Both my brothers were Kentucky. I am the only member of my family that was born north of the Mason Dixon. Yeah, uh, oh, but I was raised, and we don't. I, hold I that was raised. You. I was raised southern. <laughs> That's right. I mean, in my bottle after I was born was sweet tea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just telling you. That's good, you That's know, good. and and grew, grew up with fried and bologna Kentucky. sandwiches and stuff. And
2: is Indiana yeah yeah northwest indiana
1: indiana is a pretty conservative state, folks. it really 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 is ask the people from illinois oh yeah Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. they hate the the people of indiana man you know they they complain in chicago about all the guns and they said that's because the people from illinois go to indiana to buy their guns (laughs) that's what they say (laughs) Mm -hmm. i'm not oh gosh when i and i came from up In northwest Indiana, which is just outside of Chicago. When I went to college in Kentucky, people would always ask me. I came from an area that affectionately was called the region. Uh All right. And uh, pretty tough area of the state. And when I went down to Moorhead State University to play baseball and go to school, uh, I can't tell you how many uh, people would ask to see my switchblade. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. mm. serious wow. i'm serious wow. it has to seem much sh- i never owned a switchblade <laughs> all right never had one how
3: did you make it through there without one yeah <laughs> i don't
1: know i stayed out of the areas you shouldn't go in yeah. That's right. and and, and, <laughs> and traveled during the daylight yeah i didn't yeah. i didn't i look i was born in gary but i did hang out in gary yeah mm-hmm. all right gary was a great city until john until johnson became president yep. and then he destroyed all of the black businesses in Gary Indiana mm-hmm. you really I'm someday i'll sit here and talk about the Democrats and all the supposed things they've done <laughs> for black people and they have done yep. nothing Absolutely except it. use you
4: yep. that's right in fact is yeah. well, a lot of those things the yep. of those things they voted they there was not a single Democrat vote to help some of the right. some of the minorities right and that, you know right. you've seen them
1: Well, when it came to when it came to civil rights legislation, it was the Republicans that helped put it over. It was a lot of people don't realize that they don't teach that historically. Historically, yeah, they they always talk about about uh, you know Lyndon Baines Johnson being the great civil rights president. He all he did is he understood that since John F. Kennedy was big on civil rights, Mm -hmm. he had to continue with uh, with what he wanted to do. Uh, when he was the head of the Senate and uh, and Eisenhower was president, he did everything in his power right. to, um, you know, take the, the train off the track as far as civil rights Absolutely. went. Absolutely. And I won't get into it because I can't say the words on the air yes. of what he said okay. when it passed. Right. Uh, uh-huh. but you can uh-huh. go you can go to youtube you go or anywhere else that. and see Our that yeah you can see it visit. you can see him saying it Who yep. is who was the other Not guy Yeah, you know, the other one that was real big about that about saying that they would have the the black vote mm-hmm. that that is a paraphrase by the way right yeah. for for years to come 50 years who was the who was the head of um the watergate committee Her, sam Irvin. Yeah, Irvin. yeah, he he's the one who made that statement. Yeah. Yeah, they were as racist as they came. Yep. I mean, look at that bird. Joe Biden right there in the big middle. Of oh, the yeah, day. he was. Yep. Good. He's yeah. been
3: in the Senate and a leader in the
2: Senate for 45 years.
1: Yep. Yep. Yeah, he didn't do nothing.
2: But they're not going to talk about that.
1: Oh, no, of course not. And if right. you try to agenda. talk about it, they'll tell you you're a revisionist mm-hmm. and I can... I can pull all the the stuff up and show you that, that mm-hmm. it's true. What they or we do, had a
2: party platform switch. That's what they all say.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm
2: like, oh, okay.
1: Whatever <laughs> yeah. you, <know> what, <laughs> what you got to I,
2: tell yourself. I take you're, that. you're living in the past. Move on.
3: Move mm-hmm. on.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I take I take the, the Republican Party platform principles, and I take it over in eastern Arkansas, along the Mississippi River, and you wouldn't believe how many people in eastern Arkansas believe in every single one of yep. those items in the in the list of principles in our Republican of course Party they do. platform.
2: Constitutional conservatives. But
4: then when I yep. tell them what the Democrats believe in and what their platform is, they roll their eyes back like, I didn't know that. Yeah. And I said. I said <laughs> or I they'll
1: said, call you a liar. Or they right. call
4: you a liar. I said, well, it's in print. Yeah. So where they've taken God out of everything that they own, everything that they have, every uh, document that they have. Uh, where they, they. They kill innocent babies. They, you know, right. up
1: until the moment of of right. birth, and that's what. And, and even pl- after, if they can get hood. away with it, <laughs>
2: they put Planned Parenthood in the minority area areas. I mean, it's it's targeted for them. It is. It's a calculated move on
3: It is. part. Margaret Margaret Singer, their founder, believed in getting rid of that whole entire race.
1: Yes. I mean, wow. Come
3: on. And know, the Irish. To be honest about
1: the Irish and the yeah, black. Wow. She wanted both of them gone. All yeah. right, we got to get a break in. Let's do that. That other voice you're hearing. I hadn't said hello to her. Hello, Elizabeth. And good morning gang have good you morning. been uh, it has uh, has r d been able to find all the parts for your car yet you've, you've you know, got you got I your think, puzzle going
3: yeah the supply the supply chain thing i think is kind of kind of playing oh. into this picture a little bit
1: uh-huh
4: it's to uh, solve yeah.
3: mm-hmm. backups in the body shop and then also getting parts you know getting parts for the parts they already need and then getting parts for my vehicle, which is still sick and in the garage because they don't have room yet. Can you believe it?
1: Oh, in the in the, the the body shop that can't get you in? Shop,
3: the body shop old the old jobs that they can't get out the door because they're waiting on this part and that part and the other thing.
1: Well, later I'll send yeah. you I'll send you a phone number and a name of somebody who can get you in and get you fixed. Yeah, he's he's a black market yeah. guy. Yeah, I can take care of that. All right. <laughs> let's get let's get our break in, we gotta do that. Heather Beach is here, Wayne Beach is here as well. They've get, they've got a demilitarized zone right between the two of them. Yeah here in the studio <laughs> i'm dave ellswick stay with us don't forget about the folks over at hillcrest designer jewelry i say folks it's eric all right eric is going to be in tomorrow morning don't miss it Six thirty-five. talk about jewelry now uh, he'll be able to tell you exactly what pieces are really selling um, i'm sure he'll talk about the uh, paperclip necklaces again and then colored stones; those are big this year again. And he'll talk about stud earrings. Now, when he uses the word "stud," a lot of people think he's going to talk about me, but he's going to talk about earrings. Okay, just I just I just want, I want you to know that. All right, so we'll we'll have uh, Eric on tomorrow, six thirty-five. He's over at three thousand Cavanaugh Boulevard. You should go by and peruse uh, his. Uh, his counters, and his display cases. And I know you're going to find something that glitters very pretty that uh, you'll want. Know that if you just let him know you heard about him on the air, uh, here on the Dave Ellswick Show, you're going to save 20% right off the top. Okay, and that's always a good deal. And then he has a little sales that he pops up that uh, he may not even tell you they're going on and maybe like 50% on something. And then you get the other 20%, so you get like 70% off. And that's now. Better. Yeah, now you're now you're saving money. You know, now you're saving money. Uh, he opens at ten today. He's open every day from ten o'clock uh, in the morning, uh, except for Sunday. Sunday he is closed. You can call him and talk to him at five zero one two four six thirty six fifty five. That's Eric at Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. All right, just so you'll know, today uh, the uh, state government will come together the campaign. state senate and the state uh, the state uh, house will come along with the governor and they're going to have a special session starting today yes now after they've done the business of the special session if two-thirds of the house and two-thirds of the senate uh, vote in favor of other pieces of legislation they would like to hear they can extend that session for another 15 days, and take those uh, particular pieces of legislation up. I haven't heard uh, from uh, Rapert. I don't know if they're going to get the what's effectively the Texas heartbeat right. bill and get it in front of them or not. Right. Uh, I hear that there's a possibility, but I've also heard that most of the elected officials uh, want to just take care of the tax cuts. Because, um, as you heard uh, uh, State uh, Senator Hammer talk about it yesterday, this is a big, big tax cut that they're they're wanting to do. Now, what the the elected officials in the State Senate and the State House are saying are big tax cuts is not, in my mind, a big tax cut. It could be a much bigger tax cut, but... They're, Thank you. they're not they're not wanting to do elizabeth i'll let you talk to this a little bit because you and i have been involved in this for so many years and and that is they talk about cutting taxes here's what they don't talk about cutting spending mm-hmm. that's the big and issue. that that is the that that's the big issue that has to happen if you want to really get serious about getting to and i know that sarah huckabee talks about this right. she wants to get to a zero a zero state uh, income tax yeah. well, I'm all for getting to a zero income tax, but I don't want to have to go through this whole thing of uh you know leveling it out by raising taxes in other areas of game or know,
2: taking in federal
1: yeah, taxes. W- what mm-hmm. they did what they what they've done, for instance in Texas, you have no state income tax, but if you own property, mm-hmm. you know how much. Your property taxes are down there. I I can't believe how much they pay in property taxes in Texas. It's all a the shield. money again.
3: has to come. You know, money has to come from somewhere. That's that's the problem. They haven't said. I haven't heard. They keep talking about the tax cuts, but I haven't heard anyone say. Actually, there's two things going on. We have extra money flowing through our, our economy right now because of all the stimulus money. The federal Everybody's money. tax right. income is up. Every county, every city, everybody, you know, state. Well, okay, but, hey, next year, the year after, the year after that, and inflation's coming along. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing. But the other thing, they have not said a word that I've heard of where is the money going to come from. Right. Is it going to be property taxes? Is it going to be ad valorem taxes? Is it going to be some sort of enhanced you know, value-added tax like they have in Europe. You got to do something to make up the difference.
4: Let me ask. Let me ask you this. This is what concerns me, and I've seen it when I worked for AT and T and some of the a large corporation. Is that they put money back like this? You, you know, they're talking about squirreling this money back into a. A special emergency fund we already have an yeah emergency they don't call fund. it a rainy day fund yeah it's not a ha- rainy day. it doesn't have to rain
1: to break into it but, let it me tell way. you
4: something this they put that money back and you imagine what the interest rate is on or what the interest revenue would okay. be for a 1.2 billion dollar surplus is squirreled back somewhere where's that where's that interest go where are they going to well, put it does it move over into the general fund or where does it move to
3: yeah, and let me let me throw something out. Our county treasurer told our county just last week we have um, I think about twelve million right now on hand in our county from all the federal stimulus money. Wow. Yeah. And he made the comment they're talking about next year's budget. He made the comment that with interest rates the way they are today, that will only only bring around a hundred thousand dollars in interest. Wow. He expects that rates will go up slightly, however, on you know twelve million thirteen million bucks a hundred thousand dollars interest so yeah it need, we need to know where it's going to go but until the interest rates really go up it's not going to be a huge windfall
1: yeah yeah and but when there's
3: the, more money being generated on the on the extra money the FIAT money that's flowing through our systems everywhere now
1: All yeah we we won't even get into the whole thing raise interest rates and having to have to uh, pay. For the interest on the national debt, we know
4: that we're going to have right. raised interest rates in That's this country the part. you know that it's going up. everybody knows that you see the inflation going up, you know that your right. interest rate is going up. What happens is I look at the one two one point two billion dollars and where where's that interest rate going, and I agree with Dave. Yep. if you really want to get some skin in the game and win us over <laughs> right, you do it by cutting
1: spending. Right. Okay, keep that in mind. We'll come back, talk about it. I want to talk about other things too. Let's talk about Paul Volcker and how they got uh, you know the the whole thing about all the money that uh, was happening during the Reagan administration. How they get that under control. All right, back with you on the Dave Ellswick show. Don't forget about my good buddies over at David Lucas Financial. They got some uh, rhetorical questions for you. Are you concerned about out of control government spending? Uh, how about uh, you know uh, spiraling in uh, inflation, political unrest, a rapid decline in the U.S. dollar—all that's occurring now uh, under Biden's watch—and it's why millions of Americans are investing in silver and gold to try to protect their nest eggs. You don't want to let 1970-style inflation uh, destroy your retirement. Learn how silver and gold could help you protect your assets, your IRA, your 401k, and hard-earned savings by calling 501-222-3315. They work with one of the only regulated and licensed national wholesalers in the country, so you can get direct prices from a dealer that you can trust. To learn more about buying silver and gold, call 501-222-3315. That's 501 222 3315 Investment Advisory Services offered through David Lucas Financial and Arkansas Registered Investment Advisor. All right, back here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Uh, Elizabeth is at home. She's on the telephone. Uh, Joining us in studio is Heather Beach. Misty is not here today. She'll be back, she believes, next week. So we hope that she'll be here. And then uh, Wayne Beach has come in today as well. I wanted to talk about Reagan and Paul Volcker real quick because I kind of left you hanging on that one I, mm-hmm. to come back to hear what I had to say. Paul Volcker was the head of uh, the Fed, and what he did uh, because uh, of, uh, of uh, interest rates and because of uh, uh, inflation, the only way you control inflation when uh, the governing – Powers within the federal government are loading up the um, loading up our our economy with you know full money, uh, which they did during Carter's administration, and they're doing now during during this uh, administration with uh, Biden is to um, raise interest rates. Yeah. you got to make it harder to borrow yeah. money. Mm-hmm. That's what you got to do. And Volker oh, did slow. that for you who were alive at that time. Okay, and I was. I was too. You will remember that the first couple of years of Reagan's uh, time in office was not a fun time. No. And nope. uh, they were attacking him left and right from the left and the right, all yeah. right? Uh, and but what Volker did is he tightened up uh, the money. uh how much money could be gotten by raising interest rates and they brought inflation under control. And at that time we're looking at you know, twelve and thirteen percent upwards to twenty percent at one point.
4: And it doesn't take a rocket yeah. science to figure that
1: scientists affiliate figure that out. Well they haven't figured it out in Biden's you know, administration because no what do they keep saying? Well we'll just yeah. we'll just put more money into the more. system and inflation will go away. No it won't. It will continue to rise.
4: You cannot, they just you cannot
1: it some more, yeah.
4: Yep. You cannot uh how do they say Uh, spin your way into
1: into prosperity prosperity. yeah it doesn't work yeah it doesn't work that way so I I just wanted to give you a little history lesson go back and read about what Paul Volcker did and the Federal Reserve under Reagan it's coming it's coming and And, and I'm just going to tell you when they make that change and it will happen right uh, whether it's under this administration or the next it's going to happen and and when it happens it will be how do I put this it won't be mm-hmm. the funnest time that you've ever had. Yeah. yeah. You know, things that you took for granted, uh, you, you're not going to like, but you'll start seeing prices fall at the supermarket again. And the car dealership. And, and the dealerships and things of that you nature. Know. Plus, if we start tapping our own oil and natural gas, you'll see the pump prices go down. Well, that's not going to happen. That happen spoil with that squirrel back
4: money? Yeah. Guess what the interest what rate does on that? Yeah.
1: What now? Elizabeth. What
3: about your retirement fund? If you're trying to live on interest and on a fixed income, that is the only good thing about the interest rates rising. Is those people have been squeezed pretty bad right now?
1: Well, yeah. I don't well, have any CDs. Do you? I got I a house. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got is my house. Real,
3: all right, real estate's where it's at. But I mean, there are people still though, and when interest rates rise, they will they will be a little better off. But the rest of the rest of us, not so much.
1: I remember back in the 80s, everybody was buying CDs because they were paying five to eight percent. Yep. You better be buying some land and a house. Yeah. Now, if it's paying one percent, you're lucky. I wonder when
2: this is going to happen.
3: Well, unless you're in that upper elite echelon when they're, you know, (laughs) they're you know, leaving Congress with 10 times the money they made when they walked in the door because they're all, you know, you've seen those articles recently about the insider trading and Pelosi's, you know, stock trades and all that sort of thing.
1: I want to know when, when the American people are going to get fed up with the insider trading. Martha Stewart. Martha Stewart went to jail.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. For insider yep, tra- trading. John no Kerry walks
1: around free all the time. Oh, yeah. He's not the only yeah. one. Oh no, Makes he's uh, there, there's such way. All of them are. I mean, if you're in the in the seats of power, <laughs> and you hear that <laughs> mm-hmm. a certain pharmaceutical company is getting ready to to drop a pill that's going to cure COVID. Uh, you buy stock, right? And guess who's
4: guess who's going to give you that insider information? It's going to be those lobbyists right. and those things from those big pharma and those other things. Hey, we're fixing it. We're fixing uh, them. This thing's fixing right. to go
1: up. Yeah. Right. Sure. if you well. if you got if you get ten thousand dollars, should buy our stock, yeah. right?
3: Big pharma is becoming a big enemy of the people in more than one way. Not just the scam. I think that they're portraying about all these medications and so-called vaccines and so forth. But uh, there's some provisions in this build-back bankrupt bill that uh, basically codify, put into law that they can never be held liable. Yep. Did you know?
1: Oh, sure. I I you
3: know, they're protecting their buddies that are giving them all this insider information. And then, of course, if your name is Trump, though, you're not allowed to put together a deal for, what was it, a billion dollars for funding for his new media company? And it took 24 hours, and the SEC is going to investigate. The, thing is, the one that's coming out in February? Yeah, is that the, yeah, the SEC has already announced an investigation oh, into the back door, that. whatever's going yeah, on. And that,
1: that Nunes, and that Nunes is going to run.
3: Yeah, yeah, he's going to leave Congress. Can you believe it?
1: Yeah. yeah, I can't believe it. He's going to leave.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you know, I can't believe it. He's making a There's calculation. A lot,
3: th- he gets more done. He can get more yeah. done as the CEO of that company than one guy out of five hundred and thirty-five.
1: <laughs> a lot more Democrats are leaving than Republicans. That's right. <laughs> that's you know, right. You know, that's as true, the old saying are. goes. That rats leave a sinking ship. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they've learned to swim. Yeah, they have. They're getting. They're getting they're the getting heck the out of dive. on. When I when I saw that that uh, Levy was going to leave, mm-hmm. I knew it was bad at yep. that point. I they mean, see. he'd been around forever. They see it coming. Yeah, they know what's coming.
3: Well, and on our side of the house, I don't know about you guys down in Saline County or Pulaski County, but in Faulkner County, we're starting to become awash in candidates. There are candidates everywhere coming out of the woodwork. I love it. Death, are they
1: are they Democrats that. or are they Republicans?
3: No, no, no. I'm talking about Republicans. Yeah, of, I Met a gentleman the same last thing. night that uh, is looking at running against French Hill. We already know that Colonel
1: Conrad. Conrad, Conrad Ronald, 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 yeah. Sorry,
3: Conrad. Colonel Conrad is running against French Hill. Those are those are people at that race. I didn't think would pick up any opponents in the primary. Yeah, it's becoming interesting.
1: Well, I'll be honest. I think they're jousting at windmills, but that's all right. Let them joust. I have nothing the against people, people that want to so run.
2: Tired up. I'm seeing a lot of moms, too, that are stepping up to the plate and running for office. There's a girl up in Fayetteville. Her name's Jody Harris, I believe. She's running for state rep in Fayetteville, yes. in the Fayetteville area. Same well, thing. About the same age that I am, and she's a mom. We're just tired of it. We're tired of the, the same old, same old. And,
4: and they have divvied up Fayetteville, the, re, the all the districts up there. Right. You wouldn't believe yeah. the districts they've added. Oh, yeah, a that's lot. That's what's really helped up in that area. Since it's grown, it's also grown in conservative ideologies. Yeah. And people that actually want to run for office is just getting them in there and making sure they have enough money to, to run a campaign right. and for the filing fee. Yeah.
1: I forget who I heard was going to run uh, on the Democrat side up in, in Joyce Elliott's old area. It's, it's oh. a name. It's a name that's running
3: Challenging there. Challenging Elliott?
1: Yeah. Yeah, so that'd be ah. that's you're gonna have to. No, watch she's, it. Getting she's, she's getting close. She's turned out. Yeah, she's
2: turned
3: out. Is she's not she? running again. Yeah, she yeah. can't run. Oh, that's right. That's right. She's out. Yeah. I mm-hmm.
2: wonder what. Now the rumor be that I've heard. It. This is what I've heard. I've heard that her and Frank Scott are going to switch. It
1: is Scott.
2: Yeah, gonna Scott switch positions. Scott is who Scott. I heard was going to try is to run get her. for senate, and then she's going to try to run for mayor. That's just the rumor. I don't know if
1: it's what she. I'm telling you, whoever takes on Steve Landers from the uh, of course, it's a nonpartisan race right but which ever Democrat decides to run, they've got a hell of a race they're going to have oh, to yeah. run against Steve Landers. I'm oh, just absolutely. telling you yeah. yeah Landers has amazing name recognition yes. and his and and his uh, and
2: the minority communicate uh, and his really his campaign
1: well. manager happens to have the name Dallas Green. <laughs> dallas <laughs> all right
3: do we know her yeah uh, kind of <laughs> yeah kind of. he's a little bit known around the state yeah. yeah
1: i i like steve i've had steve on my show and to believe that when he says he'll bring a businessman's acumen to right. that he will do that and that's exactly what that's that right. city needs yeah. absolutely what the city here needs. Somebody you know, with some common way. sense. I think, that,
4: I think the police department will definitely stand behind him. Oh, I'm yeah. not talking about police yeah, chief. Duh. I'm talking about uh, police the police department, yeah. actual right. and actual the firefighters.
2: There's there's a lot of people that are in the city that really need some help. I know we need new fire trucks. Have a lot of firemen friends. I, got, I need to
1: get I need to get uh, former chief of police steward on. Mm. Yeah. Let him talk about all You know, this. that's
4: something that brings up another subject about the LE, LEOs here and the law enforcement officers here in the state.
1: They're is 49th that, uh, in the country
4: in pay, right? Yeah, they are. You know, yeah. why aren't we paying attention to making sure that they are paid appropriately? Everybody's kind of letting these people out, our, our first responders out.
2: Well, that's because you have, have Frank Scott that, is, um, that pays $400,000 a year for... A security team to follow him around
4: right and then so you have you have that's, that's two, where
2: your tax dollars are going you know
4: yeah we'll give raises to teachers but let me tell you something if we don't give raises to our law enforcement officers and our firefighters and our and our uh, you know the people that that are actually protecting us mm-hmm. the ones that stand in the gap then well, let me just have
1: say a if you don't pay them now mm-hmm. you're going to be san francisco later that's right, right. Well, Just telling we you. have
3: major problems. We're dealing with our budget here in Faulkner County, as I mentioned, and we have major issues. Our folks here have not gotten, you know, comparative pay for many years. Yeah. So now our <laughs> Democrats. You got a Christmas tree, has, though. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> I got a house. <laughs> I also want to give everybody a 12% increase across the board instead of taking some of our, you know, flush money and spending it to raise up our Sheriff and police and you know public service type, yeah. and uh, our jailers, our detention officers, and there's a there's a big uh, disparity big there going on right now in Faulkner County on that. There's a big disparity. We have a GOP majority on our quorum court, but our judge is a Democrat and the budget chair is a Democrat. They want 12 percent for everybody. Most of the conservatives, almost all of them, to a person, are saying. No, let's get our fire and, you know, fire and mostly police, our our sheriff's department and our jailer. We have jail issues. Let's get all that straightened out first. Well, what's the first let's thing know. that
1: they'll say they have to, why they have to raise taxes to take care of police and the fire? Right. And it doesn't go. And then it doesn't end up, up there. At. It goes
2: to a giraffe.
1: All right, <laughs> let's take that. a break. It goes into a swimming pool. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Into a swimming pool. Let's get a break in oh, here yeah, and then they they we'll come back. Be, we right, got more you. to talk about. Uh, Easton Towing wants you to know that they are ready to uh, meet any need that you might have. Uh, if you have uh, just a car that breaks down the side of the road, they take care of that. What if you're what if you're towing your boat or your camper? Well, they'll take both. They'll take care of both of them uh, and make sure that uh, your boat and your camper get where they need to go. Or if you got a big truck, they can handle that as well. They've got the uh, the towing equipment to handle eighteen wheelers as well. But uh, you need to call East End Towing, and no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, and they've got all the answers. Their phone number, put it in your phone, keep it in your phone, 501-888-8849. That's 501-888-8849. Know what you're going to get from the towing company when you call them. That's East End Towing. All right. Back with you here on the Dave Ellswick Show. We just got some information about a press conference this morning at 9 a.m. And uh, since we were talking about uh, money for uh, LEOs or law enforcement officers, what's going on, Wayne?
4: Okay. This is at the Arkansas State Capitol on the second floor in the Rotunda. rotunda. Okay. Mm -hmm. That starts at 9 o'clock today. And what it is is that you got Senator Jason Rapert, Representative Keith Slate
5: from oh, uh, Compton,
4: and it's members also members of the Legislative back the Blue Caucus. There's various yeah. police chiefs will be there, sheriffs from around the state,
2: Excellent. and it's
4: a black it's back. back the Blue credit press conference. Okay, and what it is is it happens today, and I told you who the players were. Be joined by the colleagues of various police chiefs and chiefs. And then we need to show up. If you back the police officers and the law enforcement, our sheriff's officers, and our first responders, this is time to show your support. It's at 9 Here's o'clock. Deal. At 9 Here's o'clock the deal, on the gang. second floor of the rotunda in the state capitol. Go ahead.
3: They, uh, I know they had our quorum court approve a resolution. They may be talking about this today. They're looking for a tax credit to be instituted for law enforcement officers across the state.
4: That's what this is.
3: Taxes. I think, what is it, $3,000 they finally settled on an amount? That's I think it's a grand idea. We have people in our county who work on a volunteer basis with our Sheriff Reserve Unit. They pay 2500 to $3,000 to get started out of their own pocket for their equipment. Everyone knows that our police officers need more help. This is a good way to do
4: it. Yeah, It's the tax credit. That's what they're promoting, tax credit for law enforcement officers in the state.
3: That's another thing they'd have to push through the legislature.
4: Yeah, and they're, and they're <laughs> going to introduce it. They want to introduce it. He wants it. to
1: introduce it, but he's going to need a two-thirds vote from the House and the Senate to be right. able to
4: do that. And I want to see which and ones we... are going to, going to balk on this. Whenever we need, there are certain things, especially with this, this administration up there in Washington, we have right now, mm-hmm. is that we, we have to be proactive in now. this and actually try now. to stop them ahead of time. And while we are extorted with our own tax dollars and, you know, say, well, we, we, they may withhold federal funding. I'm going, are you absolutely crazy? They, you think Abbott and, and DeSantos and, and, uh, and, and Nome up in, in South, you think they're afraid? They're not afraid to speak their mind. Mm-mm.
1: And they, they don't understand an how important <laughs> federal tax dollars are. Well, we got a lame duck as a governor. Yeah. You know, All right, and that's why governor. <laughs> that's why I would I'm I don't understand why the Republicans in the House and in the Senate don't tell the governor to sit down and be quiet. Yeah, at the time. exactly. I mean, and that they requires can't, that two thirds vote. You want to see something happen? Yeah. I mean, that's and, that's what you got to do at that point because yeah. we're Governor Hutchinson, you 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 filled a position that needed to be fulfilled for the last eight years. Yeah. But you're at the point now that I believe the Republican Party of Arkansas is ready to march forward. in some different areas that you don't want to go to. So if that's the case, fine. Know that you should step to the side.
2: Yeah, sit down. (laughs) You know,
1: you're only one branch of three. Right. Keep that in mind. Quit trying to run the rest
4: of
2: them. Very busy. Yeah,
1: and you you don't have a crown on. Yeah. That's right. All right.
3: He is still very busy, though, guys, you know. Well, sure. Ask ask Mary Bentley.
1: Ask Mary Bentley oh, yeah. if he's if I he's had a conversation busy.
3: with her just last night, actually, about that very thing. Yeah, I mean, well, uh, you look Bentley. at the
1: redistricting. Look, that yeah. wasn't a methodology of just keeping Democrats in control, mm-hmm. it was a right. methodology of keeping mm-hmm. Republicans Rhinos. in control Rhinos. as well. Rhino's.
3: You right. don't remember that he primaried every single conservative that he didn't like? He made sure there were primary Absolutely. candidates. We're we talking about Linda Collins
4: and Brian King.
3: Yep. Mm-hmm. He's always the two
4: most that. conservative so people out there.
2: Wasn't Senator Beckham one of them as well?
4: And I, so I, here's
3: the comment. If you're listening and you're thinking, oh, the same old, same old, we'll never get anywhere, they're always in control, that's because we sit home and we don't participate in our local GOP. I'm just going to keep hammering on that. Yes. Let me tell Go you out, what really it, pissed me it, off it, there,
4: it, uh, Elizabeth. What really pissed me off is when I went down to district, the old District 12, and I went to a, a meeting there at the, uh, with uh, Clark County. And let me tell you something. The governor and Jim Hendren both supported a Democrat over uh-huh. a Republican down there.
0: Uh-huh. And you
4: imagine uh-huh. how those those county committees felt when they're trying to get a, a candidate in like Charles Beckham, mm-hmm. a great guy.
2: Yes. But they a good did. conservative.
4: And you imagine <laughs> and he how did. he felt whenever he's calling the governor and says, you know, I, I was hoping since I'm the, the Republican candidate that I'd get your endorsement. And the governor told him. I can't do that. And then when you have well, Jim Hendrick sitting there, sitting there and he's supporting the Democrat candidate, right? That's a no-no. Let me tell you something Oh, uh, what's that guy's name down there? He's the head of the Clark County committee. He said those two are not welcome back down here.
2: Yeah.
4: All right.
1: We're out of time. Thank you, Heather.
2: Thank you for having, me. for coming in. Yes,
1: it's always a pleasure. Yes. Wayne, always a pleasure. Elizabeth, you know how I feel about you. Thanks so much for being part of the Dave Let Ellswick show today. Get
4: that car fixed.
1: All right, yeah. Yes. we got to get I'm that li- that I'm little. Ryan. We got to get that little sports car going. I'll text your name and a phone number, by the way, later today. And we've got the Bible guys. They are here. They'll be on in the next hour of the Dave Ellswick show. On your own
4: front door Sure it's Christmas once
3: more We three kings of Orient are Bearing gifts we traverse afar Field and fountain, moor and mountain Following young star
1: Born you know, here, I hear that song whenever I hear it. I think of people dr- uh, dressed up in medieval costumes with lutes, walking around and singing it. I, uh, it's I can't that music it, in it, the back. Yeah, in yeah. a, wel- a Welsh log and, and the whole nine yards going. I, that's what I think yeah. of, and that's and not true. I mean, that's,
5: I, that's just a class. I think that'd be a good look for you, though, Dave. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I, I
1: probably would have more of the jester look, oh, the, okay. the hat with, with the, the, the hat. three bells. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would be kind of, kind of what I'd be doing. But uh, yeah, that uh, it is Christmas time again, and something for you to think about. Uh, just understand when you celebrate Christmas that Jesus wasn't born on December twenty fifth. That's correct. That's correct. Right. That, 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 that just didn't happen. I had somebody get really upset with me about that about a couple, really a couple of three years ago. I guess I was having lunch. And they started talking about Christmas. And I said, well, you understand Jesus wasn't born on de- December 25th. And he goes, what? And I said, no, we know from biblical reality, reality yeah. that it, it, it didn't happen yeah. uh, that way. And, well, why don't you destroy my Christmas for me? <laughs> and I'm saying, dude, you could still celebrate <laughs> that Jesus came yeah. without him. Ha- we none of us know what date he was born yeah. on but it, it was an interesting discussion. Yeah, I bet
5: it was. I it, bet just, it was
1: It was just interesting as far as what everybody was saying. But anyway, uh,
5: you know, enjoy your Christmas time with your family. You well, I'll tell you it's it's the it's, it's the one time of year that people are all open to the, the idea. Yeah, and they're thinking about it so it's a great time to to talk to people. And um and it's it's amazing how many people want to celebrate, even though they don't really believe. One of my I... one of
1: my all time favorite scenes in a motion picture mm-hmm. is the, in the Legend of Ricky Bobby uh, with uh, the pharaoh. Okay, and he is saying blessing, and it's during Christmas time, and he starts talking about the baby Jesus. Oh, really? <laughs> and and a lot of people. Their spiritual growth is stunted on just the baby Jesus. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. Some, there's a lot of truth to that 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 scene that they. I do. didn't see it. so I'm, you know, familiar. and they're out, they just keep talking about the baby Jesus. You yeah. know, and you know that that's part of the history of Christ. Yeah. I mean, it's not the whole story. No, this he was born. Beginning. He was born a human being. Okay, <laughs> right. we understand that. But he went on to be much more than yeah. just that, and yeah. he was the son of God. Yes, don't forget that. Yeah, and that that part just makes me laugh because pe- I just believe there's a lot. There's a lot of people that think that they're believers, mm-hmm. and they really are not. That's right. That's right. It worries me in fact. Yeah. I wonder how many people that sit down in church every Sunday mm-hmm. who think that they're truly believers are not.
5: Yeah. yeah. It's because they they believe um well even the Bible uh addresses this. He says it says do not the demons of hell believe? Yeah. yeah. But they're not saved. You see there's a difference between believing and making Jesus lord of your life. If he's a lord of your life then guess what you live by? His rules, his desires, his word. Things change. Yes, absolutely. And so, but we've preached a gospel that that is solely um, on um, confession faith based, as opposed to confession faith with corresponding action based. And uh, and that's where we've really we really missed it. We've really missed it. Um, you know, even in the, um, in the Middle East, when um, if someone pops up in a crowd and says that they're a believer, people don't like it, but they're somewhat um, uh, reserved, but the moment that person gets baptized, that changes mm-hmm, everything. Mm-hmm. Then they hunt them to kill them. I had a friend of mine who was uh, um, born and raised um, Muslim, and, um, and he got born again, and he got uh, baptized. And uh, and he tells a story. Until he was baptized, nobody cared. Nobody cared because it was because they saw that he. It wasn't just some the saying. He's actually now his life is actually now living it out. Reflecting. Right. Yeah. Well, he, he escapes the country that he was uh, that he was in. But the people, I don't remember if it was his family or who it was, but the people, what they did was they sought out the man who baptized him, and killed him, and killed him. And so and he says he says that's something that affects his life Even to this day. He carries with him this this, uh, this desire to live a life well because of the man who baptized him paid. Well, that's, for how, that's how you truly honor that man. <clears throat> yeah, yep. right. And that's what he's, that's what he's saying. So, so to truly honor the man that was on the cross, the son of God that defeated death, hell and grave and rose again, is to live a life in accordance with his word. And, um, and that's where a lot of Christians miss it. And that's because they've heard a gospel that's merely just pop up in a crowd and say you believe and then get your ticket stamped and then you're good as opposed to living a life that uh, proclaims that you truly are transformed i like what uh, a lot of southern baptists will say and that is you got your
1: fire extinguisher ex- insurance mm-hmm. yeah yep. you think uh, you have fire mm-hmm. uh insurance and then you can go on and live your life just any old way you want to right. mm-hmm. and that's not what the that's not what that's not doing. what the scripture says it's not what jesus taught no it's not no and and to teach other is to teach a false doctrine mm-hmm. and we got even more we got this even more now where you know it there was a time be honest when i was growing up when the pastor took the took the uh the pulpit mm-hmm. it's going to be fire and brimstone Yeah yeah. Um, all right. We yeah. knew what it was going to It was going to be judgment. Mm-hmm. And then we started getting grace in mm-hmm. finally, because it needed to be preached. Yep. God, God doesn't hate you. God loves you. That's right. All right. That's something to always keep in mind. Uh, but now the pendulum has swung so far the other way that everything
5: is grace. Right. There's no judgment. Yeah.
1: And it goes against what Paul said. Mm-hmm. You know, if we want grace to abound, should we sin even more? And he right. says, God forbid.
5: Right. You know, somebody once told me um, that, um, that you know, there's there's you have the word of God, which is the road, and you have ditches on either side. And they said, tongue in cheek, they said the only time a Christian is ever in the middle of the road is when he goes from one, one ditch, ditch to, the to, other. to the other. And yeah. somewhere he passes the middle of the road. Because yeah. we have a tendency to just going to extremes that we're fully grace or we're fully judgment yeah. or fully this or fully that. Um, yeah,
1: so <laughs> it's, it's an interesting time it is that indeed. we live in for sure. Yeah. I mean, it truly, truly is because I'm sorry to say there's a lot of evangelical churches now that are rushing to hand, to, to join some of the Protestant churches that at one time were huge bastions of, of the truth. And mm-hmm. now they're nothing but a a big old barrel of falsehoods yeah. that they're giving to their people. Mm-hmm. You know that you can have a you can have a practicing homosexual yeah. uh, in the front of the church leading the church. Look, you read any scripture, uh you read the scriptures that are, are in your Bible and not just the old testament. You can get in the New Testament as well and I'm just telling you you can't do
6: that. Well, so the problem we have, and I, I go back to Romans six and one a lot. Um, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound?
1: That's it. That's the, a, that's a
6: huge, huge yeah. verse. Mm-hmm. the The next question I ask people is, and how do you define sin? Mm-hmm. Because that's a that's a problem the New Testament church has. If they if they want to say that the law is done away with. You don't have a definition for sin, and that is one of the primary problems with the church today. Is that sin becomes what they feel like is wrong, right? They go, "Well, um, we're probably yeah. right. We're, we're probably not supposed to be committing adultery, although even that is found in the law." No, no, no. That's that's one of those big ones. You know, it falls on that big list. <laughs> you know, that, the really short list that, that that came down off the top of a mountain. Yeah, uh, and when you when you try to eliminate the law, quote unquote. You eliminate the foundation that the house is built on, and as a result, your theology your theology gets stupid. All right, we got to get a break in. We got a
1: caller, I think, if I'm not mistaken. So we're going to get a get a a call in, and we've got questions that you've sent to us. So we got a lot of things to talk about, and um, I don't think I got us off of the where we wanted to talk. That, that these are important issues that we're talking about right, right right now very important issues. Hey PI Roofing wants you to know they'll take care of your roof. Uh if you're if you're knowing disco- no, noticing discoloration on the ceiling or on the walls or you're seeing a little bit of water after rain at the bottom of your your walls uh you want to get that fixed. You got a leak somewhere and that's where the roof leak detectives come in. PI Roofing They'll find the leak, and it may not be over top of where you're seeing the discoloration. It may be several, it could be hundreds of feet away, to be honest with you. just just know that, but they'll find it for you. I told you about the last time I had p i. roofing out. I had a a leak in the that was showing up in the living room. I saw a little bit of discoloration, and the nail, one nail that had come loose. Uh, and the water would hit it when it rained, and it would get down through the, uh, through through all the the felt and everything else, and it was following the rafters up in the in the uh, attic, and it was, it had to be, thirty five feet away where we're seeing the discoloration, so keep that in mind. Pi Roofing can find all that out for you. Seven zero seven thirty five fifty one is their number. Seven zero seven thirty five fifty one or P.I. Roofing dot com. All right, we're back with you. Bible guys are here. Before we go further with the Bible guys, let me make a mention of something. Today is December 7th. Today is the day that will live in infamy. Mm-hmm. This is the day uh, back in the 40s uh, when Pearl Harbor was attacked. Mm-hmm. And we still want to remember that. I mean, it, it's tough for Americans to remember Three weeks ago, to be honest with you. But you need to remember that because it launched us into a terrible, terrible world war. And uh, with the Japanese and with the Germans. Uh, If it hadn't been for Pearl Harbor, I don't know if we really would have gotten into uh, World War II uh, when we did. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can go back and read history about that. Americans were not thrilled about another world war after world war one. Right. And they really weren't looking to get into it, but we had to, uh, we were forced to, when we were attacked the way we were attacked and it didn't come up again until nine 11 because we were attacked again and we had to respond to that attack. And then, and then for whatever reason we got off track and, uh, you know, forgot about, what we were doing and started trying to build nations instead of just defeating our enemies. So mm-hmm. anyway, uh, remember the people who have given their lives to make sure you don't goose step or speak German or Japanese. Mm-hmm. Just just keep that in mind today. Uh, that's something to think about. By the way, uh, in uh, January, I believe, we're going to uh, go down to uh, New Orleans And one of the main reasons we're going to New Orleans uh, on the Patriot kind of tour is we're going to go to the World War II Museum. And because of COVID, uh, a lot of people haven't seen the Road to Tokyo exhibit yet, and I want to go see it myself uh, because basically the museum, when it was first set up, was about the European theater. Now they've got a whole theater dealing with the Pacific, Mm. and I, I really want to go check that out look at all look it all up all right willie is on the line hey Willie how are you doing your question for the bible guys
4: yeah, they to talk to you about some classified information. but now to my question when jesus comes back yeah are all the
3: nations gonna speak the same language
1: i'll, I'll let you take that are we going to be back to the same language from babel be gone
5: uh well i would think that there would be uh, a common well, that's a really good question. I don't know if yeah. um,
6: I don't know that Scripture speaks to it at all. I um, was trying to think. I don't. I don't know it, any was, reference. Well,
5: certainly, once we would be in the in the in in the millennium, or in the in the uh, you know in in eternity uh, in heaven, we would all have a a common language at that point. Um, but maybe you'll have a Google translator in your head. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think uh, there is
6: a. I think there is a tradition. Um, I think there is a tradition within Judaism that says eventually Hebrew will be the world language again. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's not biblical. That is a tradition. Um, and I would have a hard time putting a finger on a reference, but I, I was, as I was sitting
5: here thinking about that, I do think I heard
6: maybe Dr. Barry Hill make a
5: reference to that at one right. point. Um, well, Paul mentions, he says, you know, we speak with the tongues of men and of angels here. And I think that there is an angelic tongue that we will probably be all be given uh, when we get into um, into the heavenly kingdom, Yeah. Um, as far as what that would be, is it going to be an earthly tongue? Um, if it is, it would more than likely be Hebrew. I mean, obviously, God spoke with Adam and Eve in, a, in an earthly language, and the belief is that language that he first spoke was a language of Hebrew. Messiah came speaking Hebrew. That would make sense. Um, but there probably is going to be, a, you know, a heavenly tongue that maybe we don't realize or maybe hebrews referred to it as a heavenly tongue as well yeah. um that's a, it's a good question well i don't think we have a ver, an actual uh, verse from the bible to no, straight uh, to, on to, answer yeah so it's more of a speculation right now but i would, we, we do know this we will all be able to be understood and we will all understand so um uh, yeah and there, there must there seems be, some, to be there seems to be
6: some um understanding biblically because every it, it, scripture does say that that during that period known as the millennial reign that everyone will have to come to um, Jerusalem, Jerusalem to celebrate um, Tabernacles, Sukkot, um, and the the implication there would be that everyone would be able to be there mm-hmm. and, and be in in fellowship with one another. So, um, if if there's any reference to being able to speak a common language, that's probably biblically. That's probably the only thing I could come up with. Is there doesn't seem to be a language barrier during that particular time? Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Uh, All right. Good question. Questions? You've got them, Pastor Scott. You you, yes. you have access to them. Will we'll we let pass you... it over to you. Or you no, infuriate? you go ahead. You okay. can
5: bring them up. All right, okay. All right. Well, the by first... the way, I like your glasses. Oh. Are those new? No, I just I don't use them all that often. I have. Basically, it depends on whatever pair is in my pocket. Yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> what you wear is what I wear. Okay. Um, this says um, this one's to Dave. It asks Are you concerned uh, about the saber rattling of China, or is it just a bunch of uh, bluffing? Should Americans be fearful of the sudden rise of power? And if you were the president, how would you, what would you do with China? Are we living in a post-American age now? I don't age? think it's,
1: I wouldn't say we're a post-American yet. Yet. I say we're moving that way, yeah. especially with the administration that we have in uh, the White House right now. Do I think that we should be concerned about, quote, the saber rattling? mm mm-hmm. Saber rattling is when you're saying something, but you're not backing it up with <laughs> right. with action. We do a lot of that in this country. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah, yeah. We draw, we, we draw
5: we... red lines, and then we just <clears throat> rattle sabers. As Roosevelt
1: said, you know, walk softly, carry a big stick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, and you you warn, just like you would warn your child. Yeah. I'll spank you if you don't if you continue doing that, and mm-hmm. then you spank them. You don't keep warning them. Sooner or later, you spank them, so they know you you mean business. Now when I look at the CCP the Communist uh Party of uh, the Communist the China Communist Party I don't see saber rattling. No. I'm seeing a lot of movement. They got they're they're building up to have the largest navy in the world. They've got the largest standing army in the world already. Uh they are spending the money necessary to arm them with Uh, weapons that are pushing the technological edge uh, that we didn't go after, that we had a president by the name of Obama uh, that uh, destroyed those weapon programs and and didn't do it. We've got um, a military complex that um, is dangerous. Because they spend a whole lot more money mm-hmm. developing things than what they need to because they want to make the money. But when a, uh, when a Chinese general says things like LA or Taipei, or you know, which do you want?? Right. And Taipei is in Taiwan. and Taiwan, the Chinese still belong, believes that belongs to them, mm-hmm. even though they're an independent people. They left China to get away from Mao. Uh, You know, and uh, my greatest fear right now is that the Russians are going to do something about the Ukraine. And then right after the uh, Olympics, the Chinese are going to do something about Taiwan. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's when Uh push comes to shove. All right. What do we do at that time? How prepared is our military? Because they're being taught how to be, you know, equitable and. And that we can we can have uh, men who think they're women serve in the military, but how well are they being taught to fight? Are yeah. mm-hmm. yeah, right. being
6: taught about pronouns?
1: Yeah, but uh, you know, you might maybe the Chinese take you pris- prisoner and you call the, your interrogator he and him. I don't know, but yeah. the bottom line is uh, we had better get serious about. Uh, becoming the world's superpower again. If not, somebody will
6: surplant us. I will say that I had um, one problem with with part of this question, and that is the use of the word sudden in describing um, China's sudden rise to power. Oh,
1: no, it's not been sudden. It's been going so, on for decades.
6: Right. The reason we think of of China as a sudden rise in power is that America's vision is very short, whereas the Chinese way of looking at the world China doesn't worry about whether or not they can can win right now. We'll, we'll just outlive you. I mean, we, we've outlived every other nation mm-hmm. on, the, on the face of the planet. We'll just outlive you. If we can't beat you this this generation, we'll beat you three generations from now. So what you're seeing that appears to be a sudden rise in power is a house built on top of a long, long tradition. That's true.
1: All right, got to take a break. Bill O'Reilly is coming up, and we'll hear what he has to say. Then the Bible guys return on the Dave Ellswick Show. So I guess drawing on our conversation during the break, it depends on whether you've taken the red pill or the blue pill <laughs> of how you feel about China. Yeah. I don't trust them as far as you could throw them. No. So and, to, the, and to be honest, I can throw a China man further than I can an American fighting man with all of his gear on. Right, but that's right. just, I'm just telling you, uh, if if the balloon goes up, it's
5: going to be tough. Yeah. So the uh, the last part here says, if you were president, what would you do with them? Would you continue to let our business companies well, do business more? Would you...
1: first? First thing I would do, I'd make it possible, uh, since you know, bottom line is a business's you know Bible basically. I'd make it so that their bottom line would still be good by doing their business here in the United States, mm. uh, and and then secondly, uh, I'd have to put the Chinese on notice. There are certain things you can do, and there are certain things you may not do. And if right. you do those things, there will be a horrible price to pay for it. Mm, yeah. And I, I think they need to tell them, uh, hands off Taiwan. Right. I mean, we don't have a treaty with Taiwan in, in, that's written, but we sure have one that ha- that the American uh, political class and the military has said, we'll never let you fall.
5: Yep. Does, does taiwan do they have their own standing military or the taiwan does it does yeah yeah, yeah but it, it's it's not anything near
1: no what the chinese
5: have okay moving on to the next part it says uh, ask the bible guys is there anything in the bible that talks about china and he said i can't find a reference uh, myself but some people say it's there uh, do you guys feel that china poses a threat to our faith and if so how should we position ourselves in a seemingly post-american age I'll let you take that, Billy. Since I read the question,
6: yeah. So um, there is no, there are no specific references to China in uh, the Bible that I'm aware of. Oh, so um, you don't get into that gog, there, magog? Well, I mean. so that that is um, <laughs> that is technically a little further north. That's that's much more likely um, Russian or what was formerly Russian territory, um, but. Scripture does talk about the armies of the north um, and if you're if you're marching north, you could certainly run directly into China, so it 's a possibility matter of fact, for the longest period of time, China was like the number one candidate for the nation that could field a an army of two hundred million um, there's a reference uh, in prophecy about uh, the nation that can raise an army of two hundred million who will have a standing army of two hundred million and for the longest time, uh, and really i I think I talked about this this past Sabbath actually um, prior to nine eleven most prophecy teachers were looking at China as that one because I think it was Mao who bragged that um, he could put an army of two hundred he, he very specifically used the number that is listed in scripture mm-hmm. um, so that kind of got everybody 's attention right that he had done this, and then post nine eleven um, everybody kind of looked around at the combined Muslim nations and went, well, so could they. Uh, and they're the ones who really seem to hate the Jews right now. So um, there is potentially some references when we're talking about the army from the north and we're talking about this nation that will raise, um, and it's not it's not really a nation that will raise, it's a people who will raise an army of 200 million. So that leaves either interpretation open. Um, but no, I, I know of no specific Um, reference to China
5: nor nor do I Uh, Billy's right it's more or less playing a numbers game you look at what the Bible's saying you look at the amount of people that are supposed to come against Israel you look at the amount of slaughter that's supposed to happen uh, in the the apocalypse and you kind of Armageddon yeah you kind of put some numbers together and you think that they if it's not them they have to at least be involved uh, to some degree but we don't really know when they talk about the battle of Armageddon which is a valley yeah alright hmm
1: isn't it in scripture somewhere that it says how deep the blood will
5: will flow? It talks about the bridle of a horse. Um, okay. Think but, about that. For yeah, a if it's literal, then that's just unthinkable for uh, yeah. for us. Um, but most people believe it's it's more idiomatic. Yeah, it's it's an expression. Yeah. Just basically meaning there's going to be more blood than you could possibly imagine. Yeah. Uh, and you're gonna it's going to require a lot of bodies uh, floating in, in blood for that to for that to be the case. Yeah. Think think uh, about
1: Gettysburg, mm-hmm. where they said so many people died that the blood was actually running downhill. Mm-hmm. Downhill. Yeah. Now you could you could see the blood. I mean, Pickett's charge and all that that happened. Yeah uh this is going to be much worse
6: oh, than I mean, that. yeah
5: it will be I my sure my
6: larger learn. concern about china um is in in russia we were talking about china and russia earlier uh i believe that they are coordinating and i believe that the move that they finally make will be a coordinated move we could not face we could not face a combined threat uh we we can't fight both china and russia at the same time it simply cannot happen uh, we just don't have the military might for that uh, as powerful. Nor does as we are. NATO, all right? right. Let's be honest um, here. And and by the way, since we fund ninety five percent of NATO, when we say NATO, what we really mean is the US. So uh the, the big concern there is if we go and look at um prophetically some things that have to happen, scripture seems to describe what could be interpreted as a nuclear battle. We talk about Eye sockets or eyes melting in their sockets, the flesh being burned away, these sorts of things. And if the American people chose to say, no, we will not allow China to do this, um, the only way we could defeat China would be nuclear, biological, chemical, one of the three. Um, We cannot fight a conventional war against China and win, it just can't happen. Um, So my fear would actually be that China would start something. That we would choose to engage, not thinking about the fact that that's an unwinnable war, uh, and then that whole thing escalates, 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 and finally we see ourselves right in the middle of um, prophecy coming to pass uh, in that particular way. So there is, look, there is no reason to be afraid. I serve the God who sits on the throne. Amen. But um, there's some pretty horrific things in scripture that still need to happen.
5: Yeah. So... Uh, don't be surprised when those things start happening. Yeah, the next part of that question asks about uh, um, does uh, does it pose a um, you know a threat to our faith to our yeah. faith? Uh, and um, I would say that no more than watching too much television is yeah. a threat to your faith or getting your priorities out of out of line. If your faith is rooted in Jesus, if your right. if your faith is in the death burial resurrection, if your heart is fixed to Him, then the no. Uh, there is there, it should not pose any threat to your personal faith now can there be an institutionalized attack against your faith well just look at your own yeah. country right now yeah. you don't even have to look at china just look at the united states where they're attacking your faith uh, in school which they've been doing for forever or in the courts or from our or from congress or from the senate or from the white house i mean it's it's all around you And if you keep thinking it's coming externally then you're missing the internal domestic yeah. attack against your faith right now but if you mm-hmm. remain strong uh, then you don't have to be concerned about that. I will actually say
6: that I swing the other direction. Um, I, I, rather than fearing that, uh, understand that the church has always, when 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 true persecution comes, people get real serious with God, and when people get real serious with God, revival comes. And it's just the way that works, right? Um, so I, I don't I don't fear the person that, the persecution that's coming because I understand that the church never grows faster. People are never saved in greater numbers than when the church is being persecuted. So it's I just, I
5: so I mean, it's, it's such a it's an opposite so way. It's so
6: the way God does things. So, <laughs> so upside down. So
1: yeah. yeah. All right. Well, it's kind of like, uh, what was it? Uh, the Roman soldiers. Yep. Oh yeah. That they put into the, the river.
5: Yeah. On and, the ice. Yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, uh, by the time it was all said and done, all the Roman soldiers had gotten out on the ice. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Because standing for your faith will elicit people
5: to start thinking about their own mortality. That's yeah. right. Yeah. I think, I think it's, it's something is said when people see other people, it goes back to our first question about, you know, about, uh, about living out your faith. When people see other people really living what they believe, it causes harvest to come in. Yeah. you, what you believe must be must truly be real for you there's to gotta be something there that yeah. you're willing to die for it. right right absolutely that's the key so, so
6: yeah i was watching a uh highly spiritual movie here recently i think it was uh winter soldier and, and that that movie if unless i'm unless i'm combining a couple of movies that movie has two things that um are, are really great in it number one when when um uh, uh scarlett johansson tells him to to tells Captain America to avoid them because they're gods. And he looks at her and goes, ma'am, there's only one God, and he doesn't dress like that. Yeah. <laughs> one of the best lines in modern movies. And then number two, when Loki goes out and makes everybody kneel, and everybody kneels down, and the the older Jew gives it about 10 seconds, and then he stands up and says, we won't kneel before you again. This is the this is the backbone that the church has to have.
5: It's out the Maccabees all yeah, over
6: It's me. like, look, uh, regardless of what you're going to do to me, I'm not going to kneel. Mm. I kneel before one man, and he's he's sitting on a throne and that's not here yet, and I won't kneel before anyone else, yeah. regardless of what the cost there is. Now, yeah.
5: Another question. Go ahead. Let's get the question, and then we'll take a break. All right. The next question uh, it deals with uh, Hanukkah that was just passed. It says, uh, uh, in uh, regarding last week's uh, show uh, in Hanukkah, Billy mentioned that the Jews were not allowed to celebrate a military victory, uh, but then went on to say that the whole oil miracle that happened, lasted for eight days and the temple was something that we, that we were actually unsure of but was kind of given as an out so that the Jews could celebrate it. And I was wondering two things. Uh, when did the celebration of a military victory become wrong for the Jews to celebrate? And secondly, if it's wrong to celebrate a military victory, what do you suppose Jesus' reason was for celebrating the holiday? Was, there, was he there to celebrate a military victory or the supernatural provision of oil? All right, we'll answer that
1: when we come back. Because we got to get a break in, and I need to tell you about Pat Davis. Today's the seventh. This is the cutoff today. Uh, about uh, you know healthcare, and uh, thank God for that. I'm tired of all the letters that I keep getting about call us. We got the better deal, and or maybe for a little while we won't have to see Joe, Joe Namath or JJ Walker on television. I'm just. I'm just hoping, all right? But the bottom line, let me tell you the easiest way to get information about health care, about health insurance, and that is with Pat Davis. Pat Davis has got a different way of doing this. You can use any uh, of uh, a provider that you want to in the nation that is sold. And he can make sure that you're going to save money, 30 to 50%. You won't be paying co uh, copays anymore and things of that nature. I can't explain it all, okay, on the air. Pat can talk to you for 10 minutes on the telephone and explain it all to you. What you have to do is call. So call today, 501-605-6935. That's 501 501-605- 605 Sixty-nine thirty-five, or visit him online at yourhealthplanman.com dot com. Pat Davis has the answers I believe you are looking for, so call today. All right, back with you. I am going to tell you what I was talking to uh, Pastor Scott about. We can we can talk about this, right? Mm, sure. All right, so let, let's talk about that. Uh, last year. Did you have this last year? No. Okay. Because of the COVID, COVID, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So they, you know, they have a special event every year dealing with Israel. All right. Because I'm going to tell you what: if you're Christian and you're not supporting Israel, you better check your Bible. That's right. Uh, you start in Genesis because it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty clear. But uh, when is your uh, your celebration coming up next year? Because we're going to be real. I, I want. Us to be, and my show especially to be involved in this. Oh, that's
5: great! Because you have you, been a part of it before. Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, March sixth. Uh, that's a Sunday. Uh, it'll be at six p.m. Uh, at seven hundred one Napa Valley Drive. That's at Agape Church, uh, and uh, it's a night that we're going to honor uh, the nation of Israel and the Jewish people for their contribution to the Christian faith, and for uh, and and for us to fulfill a biblical obligation that we have. Uh, To bless uh, the children of Abraham And so uh, it's a chance for us As a church to bless uh, The nation of Israel and the Jewish people uh, uh, Not because of some Political thing they're doing but because of a Biblical responsibility the Bible actually tells Us in the book of uh, the book of Acts It says uh, that that if The Gentiles have received Anything of -hmm. the Jews Mm -hmm. spiritual Things it is our duty To communicate to them out of Our natural things so we receive Spiritual things from them which is everything that's in your Bible, mm-hmm. including Messiah, and then we communicate of our natural things. And just listen to that exchange. They give us spiritual, we give them natural, and it's a chance for us to naturally uh, fulfill a biblical command. And we do that by a night that uh, celebrates what God has done for them, and also it gives us a chance financially to uh, contribute to uh, things that will help to continue to uh, move forward um, uh, developing the nation of Israel.
1: Well, I like to, the last time that I, I went was – a year before covid was it okay all right so i had a great time mm-hmm. uh, i think larry elder spoke larry, yeah at that time uh, but what i thought was interesting is you got all these christians that come in to take part of this mm. and then you have kind of a a jewish feeling uh you know religious experience uh. mm. And I've never watched so many Christians feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, when you got, you know, I think you had some groups that the, the music was playing and they were up dancing uh-huh, and all yeah. of that. And uh, that, you know, if you're Southern
5: Baptist, I'm just telling well, you. I'll tell you what, Jesus was the best <laughs> dancer. I mean, I mean, this one of the things that the Jews do all the time. They have yeah. their, their dancing feast. So, so a was part David. The, yeah, David yeah. was a great dancer. That's right. Yeah. And because... Um, some of the major feasts are dancing feasts, and Jesus celebrated all the feasts. He would have been out there dancing with the best of them. So uh, if dancing makes you uncomfortable, then uh, you need to you need to work on that because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of <laughs> dancing. Are you thinking
1: perhaps that several weeks before this that uh, people can come, Christians can come, uh, and you play Hava Nagila, and we'll get out and you teach us the steps.
5: No, I, I think I can make that happen. I and, think we can make that happen. You can pretty well fun. show
6: up at one o'clock on any Saturday and, and, <laughs> ah, and find <laughs> that happening because um, we dance nearly every week. Yeah, um, yeah, it's just one of those things that happens as a regular part of. Uh, right,
1: I've our always found of that happiness. refreshing yeah. to watch Jewish people as they dance together. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. yeah. And
5: and Christians, we used to do that until religion got involved, and then religion and denominations got rid of all that. As a matter of fact, uh, many people don't realize this, but the Catholic Church, they used to have, in their hymnals, they used to have uh, hymns for the dance. Right? They used to dance in Catholic Church, but but Martin Luther hated it. And so when they separated, uh, that became one of the things he hated, and so the Catholic Church responded to... Uh, you know to take away some of the tension so they removed some of the stuff that Luther didn't like and one of those was dancing and so that's one of the reasons why worship services became more dirge like mm-hmm. to eliminate the exuberance and all that to kind of some of that might have been complicit. because of Luther liking beer so much <laughs> i'm just well he was dirge that's so. true uh, all right, right i'm just
1: being honest that's true Anyway, let me get away from that did we have any other yes, we thing did. we want to talk about go so ahead it was
5: about it was about hanukkah they were yes. they were asking uh, because billy had mentioned that The Jewish people don't celebrate military victories, yet Jesus was celebrating Hanukkah. And then he also said that the oil thing was maybe uh, uh, something that was kind of uh, not really sure if it was established or not. And so the question was, well, what was Jesus doing then if he can't do either one? So Billy was going to kind of pick that up.
6: So um, the the statement here says that um, Jews cannot celebrate uh, military victory. And and I believe what I said was Jews do not celebrate uh, military victories. And this is a... I know it's it's a bit of a wordplay, but it's a significant wordplay, and the reason is um, that the the way that came about is the rabbis looked around and said all life is created by God, and we should never celebrate the destruction of that which God has created. So the the drive for not celebrating a military victory um, is a right and righteous reasoning, but. God gave lots of military victories he to did. the Jewish people. Yes. Um, and that, that came about, um, some quick research uh, shows that that came about somewhere between 200 and 500 A.D., so uh, well after the, the biblical story of Christ being at Hanukkah. Um, so he would um, he would have been there, as would everybody have been there, mm-hmm. to celebrate what God did in in. Um, restoring Jerusalem back to uh, the Jewish people through a military uh, victory. Um, now, as far as the lights, I do believe there is at least one recording of the miracle of the oil having happened, but it was not the focus of the celebration um, at, at the time that Messiah is in Jerusalem. The 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 uh, focus at that point was the miraculous things that God did to restore the Jewish people. And why is he celebrating that? Well, he is... God in the flesh. Mm. And it was God who gave them that victory. So um, if he wants to celebrate his victory over the the nations of the world, who am I to complain there with what he's up to?
5: And I would just go ahead and just throw in here, I know we're getting close on time. Yeah, but you would, got three minutes. I would just throw in here that uh, this, you know, most churches say, well, that has nothing to do with us. That's a Jewish thing. And I beg to differ. Yeah. The, the Holy Spirit, the Bible only records about 17 days of Jesus' life maybe 18, the Holy Spirit writes the Bible to give to the church what it needs to survive for right. 3,000 years, and the Holy Spirit decided to tell the church about Hanukkah. As a matter of fact, it's unique for Jesus because there, there is no prophet that celebrated Hanukkah. Right. There was no patriarch that celebrated Hanukkah. Hanukkah is not even mentioned in the Old Testament. So he is the first person in Holy Scripture that we see celebrating this. So it raises it up to a level of very of a significance. It must just have been important to Jesus to go beyond the bounds of the word and do something that was unexpected of him wow. by all the prophets and all the patriarchs. So if it was important enough for him to do, the church should at least know what it is and be able to rejoice and participate in it. And, and that is not a single verse.
6: I mean, it is a single verse, but this is actually three weeks, three weeks of the yeah. life of Messiah that he dedicates every year to celebrate this holiday.
1: All right. Just keep that all in mind. Yep. And we'll get back together next week. And uh, Steve Hess is supposed to be back next week as well. And uh, if you have a question for the Bible guys, it's guys at Salem, S-A-L-E-M-L-R, com. Feel free, of, you know, current events, whatever. You can ask any spiritual question you'd like. So, uh, Billy, thank you for coming in. Yes, sir. And uh, Scott, of uh, as usual, thank you. Thank and you, sir. don't forget, mark on your calendar, March the sixth. That's 6th. right. All right, that's Sunday night, as we will celebrate uh, Israel. And yes, I am a Zionist, and that's why I got an Israeli lag That's right. <laughs> up, up in my studio. All right, we'll see you t- tomorrow morning. On a Wednesday, uh, you know Hill and Westerman will both be with us tomorrow.